Hello, lovely people. Welcome to another episode of Herbaceous Conversations with Back to a Silly. I'm your host, Gloria, and this is a space to delve into the knowledge of plant medicine and empower you with practical and applicable information to enhance your well-being. For more information, visit the website at backtoacilly.com. Hey, 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 lovely people. Welcome back to another episode of Herbaceous Conversations. All right, so it's that time of the year again, you know, when um, people get together in large crowds from Monday through Friday <laughs> and have a tendency to get sick. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about back to school season, you guys. And it's only it's back to school, back to work, back to life. <laughs> back to back to <laughs> back to reality <laughs> but um yeah so back to school season it like uh, for me as a as an herbalist it's like well it doesn't it doesn't do this anymore but whenever i would hear the word back to school it just reeked like i would see the word this is how i <laughs> I see it in my head I see back to school and then I see it like oozing in goop yeah okay I won't go into that any further (laughs) all right so another back to school season is about to begin and I know you as a parent an auntie an uncle a grandparent just a human in general you want to protect your loved ones and yourself of course from contracting such horrid (laughs) viruses and bacteria and of course you want to do that in a way that's not gonna bankrupt you (laughs) in your wallet at all so you want some cost-effective solutions and herbs and plant medicine is one of the best ways to protect your immunity and boost it as well during this season so today we're going to go through several i was gonna say a few but there are several herbs that we're gonna go through in this episode and dive into what you can do now firstly we're gonna start with something that is probably in your kitchen cupboard right now i'll take a second for you to guess there are okay i'll say wait how many spices there are about two You can say three spices in your cupboard that you probably have right now that you can use for immunity boosting purposes. And those are, it's thyme, rosemary, and mint. Now, those three are known as spices. You can also grow them in your yard. They're very, very easy to grow. Um, Actually, rosemary right now, you can grow it if you're in the south anyway. We're in a zone nine. So rosemary does well, actually, throughout the whole year, essentially, especially, and it lasts through the winter. Um, So those three in particular, thyme, rosemary, and mint, of course, they're very easily to grow. They also have antibacterial properties, anti-inflammatory. They're also soothing, particularly thyme is very soothing. So if you are a little bit under the weather and you're trying to uh, get some rest, have some restful sleep, time will do that for you and another reason i love these three actually this whole list but these three in particular is that they're cheap and you normally typically have them in your 
cupboard and anyone in the house can use it from your infant to your kid to you yourself to your dog <laughs> if your dog gets sick um pretty much anyone of course you want to be considerate of the dosage um so those are the three uh most ch cost effective herbs that you probably have right now um Oh, and another benefit of those three, now I'll throw in chamomile as well, because chamomile is very universal um, in use, um, and it can also be used towards immune-boosting properties. It's very calming as well. Um, so another reason, another benefit for these is that they're very nutrient-dense. So have, making sure you have vital nutrients and such as your vitamins and your minerals, is a very a vital component to your immune system. Because without a sufficient, you know, vitamin and mineral component within your blood system, your body doesn't really have, uh, its fighting chance isn't as high as it could be. Let's put it that way. All right, so another herb, the fourth herb, is a beloved of mine. If, you, if you've talked to me, <laughs> I've talked about this before. It's elderberry. Elderberry. You've probably seen it in the, in the store as Sambucus. Now, that's a scientific name. The most studied is, is actually the Sambucus nigra. There's another form of it. I can't remember off the top of my head. But Sambucus nigra has the most significant amount of research behind it and if you can grow it it's you can it's very it's fairly easy to grow and it's very uh does well in north america and europe um yeah um so yeah if you can grow it great if not find a farm near the closer to you to be the better um, but find a farm that grows it in a sustainable manner. I personally source mine from Norm's Farms. Uh, they used to be here in North Carolina, but I think they have relocated to Alabama or another state. It's a great, great company. It started out as a family operating farm, and they've expanded out a little bit. So, And the flowers of this bush as well are also very beneficial. And they've done studies to compare the constitutes of each. And it's very similar. The only difference is the berry has a higher concentration of the uh, compounds compared to the flower. Otherwise, they're very similar in uh, compound consistency. All right. So this study, y'all. Okay. So they took uh, a group of international travelers <clears throat> uh, flying out of Australia. This was done between... This was a uh, double-blind placebo trial done between 2013 and 2014. So these researchers took a group of these international flyers and divided them into two groups. So one group, of course, was the placebo group, and one was actually taking the Sambucus extract. <clears throat> and they were taking, they are both taking their assigned prescriptions for... Uh, a total duration of 15 to 16 days. And they found that the group that was taking the elderberry extract, their cold, the symptoms, severity had lessened 
and their duration of their cold also lessened. So, and why is that so? So elderberry itself, it has reported properties of antioxidants. It's an anti-diabetic, anti-inflammatory, immunomodulating, antidepressant as well, in addition to the vitamins and minerals that it has. So namely vitamin C, zinc, and magnesium. And together, systematically, this does a lot for the body, as you can imagine. So, uh, and they, there was another study, another clinical trial that they did. Now, and they took elderberry and they actually combined it with echinacea. Before the hype of elderberry, there was the hype of echinacea. I don't know if you guys remember, but echinacea was the thing like five, ten years ago. Um, now, unfortunately, it's a, an endangered, specifically in Florida um, and certain other parts of the world. So I don't really recommend it as much. Um, however, it's still very effective for its immunomodulating effects as well. So elderberry and echinacea combined actually found it to be as effective as an over-the-counter medication for treating the early onset of influenza. Influenza, y'all, the flu. So, yeah, before you get that flu shot, <laughs> just consider. You don't have to get the flu after you get, you know, those symptoms you get. Just take elderberry. All right, so the next herb we're going to talk about is yarrow. Now, yarrow, y'all, this ancient, ancient plant medicine. It's been around for ages and it actually has a lot of nicknames. One of my favorites is warrior plant because um, it was used in different wars and battles, especially in Europe. And the soldiers would take it with them to help apply. They would use a um, poultice of the yarrow and apply it to wounds to help accelerate wound healing. Now, according to a study published in the Iranian Journal of Basic Medical Sciences. The bioactive compounds of yarrow have been proven to be effective in reducing mental stress while ill and is also uh, immunomodulating. So you have to consider when you're sick and under the weather, um, not only are you sick and you have nasal congestion and... Um, and just, uh, how do I say, upper respiratory congestion. There's also the, there's also the uh, just body fatigue that goes on. There's body fatigue, there's mental stress and fatigue that goes on, and just general stress because you're sick. Nobody wants to be sick. <laughs> it's too early. Yeah. So um, if you're not careful, um, yeah, stress can do a lot. But anyways, um so yeah, yarrow is more so on the mental state of being sick. So it calms your mind and it's also, it boosts your uh, immune system as well. And its properties include in antibacterial and anti-inflammatory and it's also an astringent. So what it does is it holds, it retains the water in the body. So your cells in your body are huddled up together more closely than they are normally. And what this does, this prevents the mobility of viruses to move within your body. So they're not 
going into different systems up and down throughout your body to make your illness even more exacerbated which is great so basically it suffocates it suffocates <laughs> it suffocates the virus <laughs> all right so those are the main herbs i want to cover now i'm gonna highlight a couple african herbs as well for immune boosting properties so the first one is south african geranium um, now there isn't, there needs to be further studies done on this. Um, however, they have done a couple and they utilize the plant towards, um, bronchitis and just acute respiratory, uh, infections that you get bronchitis, uh, sinusitis, et cetera, et cetera. And it has shown to reduce the symptoms of such um, in addition to headaches and nasal discharge that you get during such illnesses. However, um, they're deeming the quality of evidence is poor, so they still need to do more research on the South African geranium. However, it's been used as a part of traditional African medicine, and it has been for a really long time. And so has cancer bush. Um, now, cancer bush has been used for a pretty long time, specifically by the Nama people in South Africa, and they would use e a decoction of the herb and apply it to wounds, and it was even used in even more extensive illnesses such as cancer and chickenpox. So what the cancer bush does essentially for the body, so it boosts the immune system and it also helps with appetite and eating because we all know when we get sick, <laughs> sometimes we just don't want to eat. <laughs> I don't know about you, but sometimes I just lay in bed and I just want my tea and that's it. That doesn't really happen because last time I was sick was like five years ago, <laughs> like cold sick. However, so, but yeah, so that those are the general benefits of cancer bush there are other ones including digestive issues um it's also beneficial for urinary tract infections and it's also been used to towards um those with hiv and aids all right so that covers this episode yeah back to school season can be scary but you you have things in your arsenal that you can use I'm pretty sure out of all these herbs that we have gone over today, I'm pretty sure that there is one that you have in your cupboard. So make sure you utilize it for you and your loved ones. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye bye.